everybody, and welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, or we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. And class is now in session. Today is just going to be all about me and Cheyenne. We're doing a little bit more of an in-depth in preparation of our guests starting next week. Uh, as we might have already divulged, we've got guests coming for every Wednesday in June. So as a little precursor, we wanted to just go a little bit more in-depth on me and Cheyenne. So Cheyenne, are you still gay? I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I thought so, but now I'm second guessing second guessing myself <laughs> you just put me into an existential crisis um <laughs> so we have a bunch of questions we're going to ask our guests each uh each episode but we're going to ask each other first so one of the first questions i wanted to ask you specifically is how did you view queer relationships before you figured out you were queer oh god how do i explain this so this is gonna be a really real answer rather than like the answer I would want to give. Mm. I think that at first I kind of overcompensated the way like a white person who wants you to know that they're not racist does. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're like, I think I was, I'm an ally. It's fine. I don't get why people make a big deal out of it. Like they're just, gay. yeah. Like <laughs> I was very much like work bitch slay. And like, I don't know. I think it was really cringy <laughs> at like yeah. a certain point, but I also <laughs> think I had like, when I would go on like Tumblr and stuff, mm -hmm. I would look at like, pictures of like lesbian couples and I would feel this really intense weird feeling of like what I now know to be jealousy but like at the time I was like kind of mad at that in a way I think it's like because I didn't understand that like I wanted what they had yeah. and it was like how dare they do this I can't I don't know I, I really how dare they don't live have their the best right lives words. when I can't I was definitely angry and I didn't know why and I didn't, mm. I didn't like it, but I was also obsessed with it. Like mm. I couldn't stop looking and like, mm. I, it also like infuriated me. And there were a couple of girls in my school who were out and like dating each other. And I was obsessed with them, but I like, didn't want to talk to them because I internally hated them, but I yeah. didn't, I thought they were amazing. But then I was like, no, don't talk to me. I hate you. But like, no, mm. I didn't. I, it's, it's actually really hard to explain because there was such a, duality of feelings going on mm -hmm. but it was fully because I did not understand and I just feel like all those feelings were mixed up in there yeah but with gay men that's where I think I overcompensated that's where I was mm -hmm. like oh my god you guys are so cute oh my god I love I just love gay people I've kissed a girl before who gives a fuck like yeah. I don't know, I've been really cringy in certain parts of my life it's so embarrassing like I was the girl who like was just like I just kiss girls when I'm drunk like I've been I don't know I've been that girl mm. it's embarrassing <laughs> you have to I don't know I want to make like a really like deep statement here something like you have to be able to like go through these trials to help guide people <laughs> through their own cringe yeah at least I can states. relate yeah <laughs> or at least I like I feel like I have some basis can. You know how you look at some people and you're like, okay, honey, you're, you're going to find out in like three to yeah. five years that your life is really different than what you think. Yeah. I think I just kind of think that at them and I have more of a validation because I'm like, well, that was, that mm -hmm. was me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did you feel like you had a different, a better perception of gay people? 
not necessarily better and honestly not that different like I feel like I didn't know very many queer people and the ones that I did know who were out were mostly guys um or like a lot older than me like my mom had like a lot of lesbian friends when I was young which I was just thinking about the other day and I was like that's kind of fruity mom like why did you have so many lesbian friends and acquaintances and like some of the things she says now I'm like I can't tell if you're joking or not (laughs) But she, uh, I've definitely like grown up around the queer community. And I feel like for me, it was like a mixture of fear, but not like fear, like, oh, they're going to hurt me. Something's wrong with them. It was more like, I can't get too close to this person or like Mm -hmm. because the other side of it was like curiosity and like interest and I like didn't want other people to like notice how interested and curious I was and it was like a fear of like asking too many questions or engaging too much that like I thought everyone was gonna like clock me and be like yeah you're gay which I've done like (laughs) a poll on like Facebook before and like I think Instagram and I was like if you knew me before I came out, did I ever give you gay vibes? And a few people I went to like middle school and like high school with said yes. And I'm like, why? Tell me. I'm afraid to ask that to (laughs) the people. Like I'm tempted to put that on my Instagram story, but I also like, unless the answers are what, I don't know what, I don't know that I'm prepared for the answers, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know that I'm prepared. Yeah. It was just interesting to see like who said no and then who said yes. And like the people that I did ask, like I asked why and they were like, I don't know. It was just like a vibe or like one of the people was my best friend whose mom thought we were dating. So that's why I gave her gay vibes. But of course she never said that to me. Um, So it was like interesting to kind of see, but like, I definitely (laughs) had this like boy crazy persona that kind of came from me not really yeah. liking any of the guys that I liked like it was just like fleeting interest in whoever gave me more attention I was like yeah I guess I have a crush on him today uh <laughs> so like I definitely wasn't as like invested in any guys and I like I was thinking about how I had had sex a little bit later than my friends and like I was just talking about how this girl in my soccer team in middle school was talking about going to Planned Parenthood and stuff and I was just like oh my god like I've never even kissed anyone and I didn't kiss anyone for like four more years after that and it wasn't like because I didn't want to but like obviously I probably could have made it happen if I had wanted to but like I wanted to quote unquote but like right. obviously I didn't want it that badly or else it would have happened. Like I'm very <laughs> forthright about things now. But back then See, I was I wanted that shire. attention, but I wanted to have so I wanted to do it all. I I like I wanted mm-hmm. to be I wanted to be promiscuous and I wanted mm-hmm. to be perceived as promiscuous more than I actually wanted to have sex with the people I was engaging mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And this is how I know that people who are straight will just like never understand because they just see like, but you were boy crazy. So -hmm. like, you're probably bi, right? And I'm like, whether or not I'm bi actually has nothing to do with any of my behavior. And Mm -hmm. any, if you like examine what I was doing during that time, I would have sex with somebody. And then I would tell 
every single person I knew about it yeah. because it wasn't about the fact that I was having sex. It was about the fact that I could say I was having sex yeah. and people That's would why perceive I had me as having, having sex. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like right. I, I started laughing when you were saying that because just that entire statement just made me think Sagittarius moon like you want to be promiscuous you want to be risque you want to be naughty and break the rules and rebel and then the Gemini rising is like I'm gonna go tell everybody (laughs) this right now so I was just like giggling to myself because I was just like bringing it back to astrology as I usually do um I definitely (laughs) like when I had sex for the first time a big part of it was to like get it out of the way and like join the club so to say like it wasn't necessarily because Mm. I like desired this person and like wanted to have sex so badly no it was like to fit in and like to get it like I told literally told my friends afterwards like immediately after I was like guys guess what I just did like it was like that's actually my new favorite question why did you lose your virginity (laughs) when you did that's my new favorite question question to ask people you did Uh, to get it over with how old were you again 17 I was 17 I was like halfway through my senior year of high school yeah but I think also for me like my mom also got pregnant when she was 19 so I was also like very scared of pregnancy and very scared of sex because of that because I didn't want a kid and I didn't want to be pregnant and I still don't so like that was like a huge fear of mine to like avoid repeating that cycle and before I even like had sex my mom was like you're going on birth control so she like put me on it because she like didn't want me to repeat it but I think I said this in the sex ed episode like I still made him pull out still made him use a condom still tried to have sex when I thought I wasn't ovulating like I still took all of the precautions and I think like usually the older you are I think a lot of people are more conscientious about those things and like the younger you are usually you're not because you know less about the world and how things work like if I had started having sex when I was 14 I probably wouldn't have had all of those things like in my mind to do I would be like oh condom like that'll keep me from getting pregnant and it doesn't because like I've said before my mom was on birth control when she got pregnant with me so like Mm. it doesn't (laughs) prevent everything anything obviously I was, I've always been pretty good about birth control, even though I was not educated to be, which I just Mm -hmm. give, I don't know, myself credit for, but I also never wanted kids, but my, I was never afraid because I didn't have a parent who like had kids young. So it was never like really on my mind. It was just like, Mm -hmm. be smart. But I, the reason I lost my virginity when I did is because I had a, I was dating a guy Mm -hmm. and we were saying, I love you whatever that meant at the time. And he was really nice. And he was like a nice guy. And it it was very much like, this is somebody you should lose your virginity to because he's your boyfriend and he's like nice. And you know, it'll be, you know, like every, like what everybody wants it to be. And like, right. that is kind of what it was. Like, I don't really have any regrets about it because there's nothing wrong with it. But Mm -hmm. it is, it was very much what people would have wanted in the hetero world for them to lose. Like he was my boyfriend. He cared about me. We did it after it was planned. It was gentle. Like Mm -hmm. it was normal. And I do think there was a smidge of me that was like, let's get it out of the way. But it was less like get it out of the way, but more of like, this is an opportunity for it to be a good experience. Mm -hmm. And who knows if you'll have that later on. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also glad because we were both virgins 
And the person I dated after him was not a virgin. And mm-hmm. I would have felt sexually inferior if I had mm-hmm. been with him. But the fact that like we seemed to be, I mean, he still seemed more experienced than me, but I was like, I was like 17 and ready to slut myself out for him and yeah. like fully. So it was like really fun that I kind of, yeah. I knew a little bit. It wasn't like break my hymen first. <laughs> yeah. You felt like you were more on the same level um, with the other guy, which is how I felt yeah. as well. Yeah. And the first time I had sex with a girl, there was a big imbalance where she had, w- like she had been mm-hmm. out for years, like since same. high school. And I had never, you know, I, I wasn't same. even technically out at the time. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would have been like batted an eye. Like all my friends were like a little gay. So like when they saw me making out with Meg, they were just like, ah, oh, Gina's in the club. Like it was never a thing, mm-hmm. but I, I felt less experienced than her in that yeah. experience. And I didn't, I don't like that. I don't like, yeah. I don't know if that's a control issue of mine because mm. I don't care whether or not I'm more experienced. I just don't want to feel inadequate, I guess. Yeah. I was going to ask like if that was something that bothered you or if it was not a big deal because I know for me like the person that I had sex with my first time having gay sex was very experienced and I obviously was not and like I felt like it was a really good experience because of their experience in like guiding me into this like like my first foray basically and like they weren't like making me feel weird about it like they were excited to like show me the ropes and like be my first so it was like a positive approach I guess to I've been that to other people I I don't I don't want to like say anything bad because I don't think she like did anything to make it a bad experience Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like oh it's your first time let me like I don't know it was just like let's do this and at some point I was kind of like I don't what do you like tell me what to do like I need more help than you're giving me (laughs) and then I like did make her come and like afterwards she really kind of patronizingly was like I knew you could do it and I was like "Mm, okay whatever the fuck that means yeah that's not fun (laughs) that would maybe make somebody with a praise kink really happy (laughs) I just Mm -hmm. didn't feel that way (laughs) yeah I think it also depends on like the tone it's set in like it could be condescending or it could be like oh my god it was supposed to be sexy it was supposed to be sexy and I was like no, but I think and that's because like, like, I wanted to be more of a top in that situation than I could. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I think was part of what was yeah. frustrating. And it's like, hard to be a top. A top so I think we were a little time. bit like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about um your first time using like a strap on or like any toys that maybe you didn't use with men? What was that experience? Amazing like? question. Really, aside from like vibrators. The only like dildo strap on stuff I've done is with my girlfriend, which Mm -hmm. has been fun, but it's so different because I was so much older and sexually experienced that it didn't Mm -hmm. feel scary or Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it felt more exciting and fun and like something I really wanted more than anything. And it was a really fun experience because we went to go shop for a penis and all the things. And then like, we made like a whole night of it. But it, it it felt more like just doing something new sexually than it did mm-hmm. some, like, losing a virginity, if that makes sense. Right. Like it wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that'd that. be different, like, the way I feel with having, like, a dick on me. Like, I know some people, at least I've seen, like, on TikTok, will have, like, 
a lot of complicated feelings when they like mm-hmm. pull the dick on and I did not I I really don't see it as like a part of me yeah which I also know even people who like are totally fine with having vaginas will still like put a dick on and feel like now yeah, this is a part of me yeah I felt like okay now I'm just able to fuck you this mm-hmm. way it, I don't know it didn't yeah. feel like some monumental thing Have, do you mm-hmm. wear a strap have you worn a strap yeah I mean, not did like you feel like what did you feel about having a dick? <laughs> I don't I I feel that I feel like <laughs> I'm not going to give very much uh, differing perspective here because I feel the same as you do. Whereas I have a friend who just had gay sex for the first time and she's like, I want this attached to my body, but I also don't want to not have a vagina anymore. Like I want both like I right. want to have both of these like all the time um whereas I'm just like yeah it's another like tool to use and it's one that I don't use very often because it's fucking tiring to use it like it's like a lot more uh stamina that's needed it's not it's the reason that I don't use it as much is because of the a the cleanup is like yeah. more but also when you're just like moving and doing things Having to like stop and get our box out mm-hmm. and put it all on. Yeah. Sometimes like I don't have to. I don't know. We we only really use the strap on like a night where uh, the all we're doing all night is having sex, yeah. rather than like we're, <laughs> a quickie is not going to have a strap on involved mm-hmm. in our no. relationship anyway. No. Yeah, it's definitely like a little special occasion thing. I feel like some people like do need to have that every single time and. For me, like, I like the dildo involved, but, like, it that's just too many extra steps. And that would be, like, the nice part of being able to, like, be, like, a doll and, like, have the interchangeable parts or something. Like, that yeah, would be nice. Just, but, like, click off, even that click would be, like, very tiring. And so, like, anyone who does use that regularly, I commend you because that's more, more uh, <laughs> determination than I have, I guess I'd say. Maybe it also depends on the partner because, like, it's not like my girlfriend is unsatisfied without dildos mm-hmm. being incorporated all the time. And I have small hands. So, like, the fact that she's okay with that is, I don't know. It just I'm means lucky, you can fit more fingers. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, you know, it's all about the motion, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, say. Can, you can get more in there. <laughs> You know how I was saying recently about like all the Libra things, but like having crushes on people and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So my friend, who's not a Libra, she's a Scorpio, which mm-hmm. of course you all love to hate, but she's got a lot of other warm things in her chart. In any case, so <laughs> she was going on like a walk today, just because like she had like a stressful day, mm-hmm. and she lives near like this really pretty bridge and stuff, actually where she got engaged. And while she was just like sitting like on during her hot girl walk, she saw this couple like getting engaged. So she did what any, you know, millennial woman would do. And she started taking pictures and videos and things. And then afterwards (laughs) went up to them and was like, I have all these pictures. Let me airdrop them to you. And like, they were so thankful because the guy was like, I didn't, if I had put anything up or had anyone else around, like she would know. And so I couldn't bring anything. And he was like, I was afraid we weren't going to have like any pictures. And Sarah said that like, as she was like giving them people, like other people, other strangers Mm. came up being like, I took this video. I took this picture. And they got like four different angles of the proposal from strangers. 
And she sent me the videos and she they're all like live photos. So pressing play and they're like cheesing so hard, smiling. And I, I have no idea what these people's names, but I cried at just looking at these pictures. You're like, what a beautiful moment like community can create for us. It's like they're so happy. I love love. They're so Aww. it's so romantic. It's so funny. That's very Libra of you. And it's I Venus know. is in Cancer now. So that would mm-hmm. explain why you're like very sentimental and <laughs> teary. There's a couple things in Cancer right now. I was actually just looking at it. I need to start reading more on like what's happening each day and stuff because mm-hmm. I like relate to it more mm-hmm. than I expected to. Yeah, I've definitely been um, needing to like connect with nature a lot more lately. I've been going to the beach a lot and looking for beach glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. I- I like feel like crazy if I haven't gone for a few days. Like I'm like I need to get my hand in the rocks. <laughs> wow, you're, yeah, something's drawing you connecting. There. Yeah, I, I guess someone just found a diamond, like a rough raw diamond on the beach here. Wow. Yeah, and they like took it to a local jeweler, and they were like, "This is a diamond." So hopefully, I come across a few of those. That would be cool. I would imagine <gasps> if you do, Propose. you should get. Get, but yeah, but you get that turned into the ring. Yeah, that would be so sick. cool. <laughs> that would be so That's cute. Sick. Oh my God, I will cry. One hundred percent, you will be getting engaged before me because I have no plans to do that anytime soon, and I feel like you do. Kind of, somewhat soon. Not, I mean, I don't have like concrete plans. We were gonna propose in July, but that's not happening now. <laughs> my plans are like three to five years down the line. Yeah. Well, you have your shit together more. <laughs> I don't. I'm just like, love, let's do this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting married anytime soon. You're probably going to like get engaged and probably like get married pretty shortly after. Do you want like a long engagement? I don't want a long engagement, mm-hmm. but I also, I want the engagement to be like when we're in a really mature part of our relationship. And mm-hmm. like, where we're at now is really fun because it is like we're on we're in year three and mm-hmm. I've never had a relationship last as long so like that's also fun for yeah. me wow and I didn't I feel know like, that no my longest relationship <sighs> wow. was like a year and a half and okay. this has been two and a half years so it's okay. definitely a lot longer and also I feel like <laughs> when it was all my relationships that were a year and a half like we should have broken up like six months yes. prior And this was like, no, we're like going super strong, but I've read Mm -hmm. that. And uh, this is not a cautionary tale, get engaged and married whenever the fuck you want. I don't care. But I've read that like your dopamine levels because of the quote unquote honeymoon phase, it actually lasts about two years and two months Mm -hmm. is like the ish range. And so now that we're like past that, it does feel this like sense of calmness and like maturity that I definitely didn't have in like the chaotic amazing honeymoon phase it is like a different level of love and I'm really 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 enjoying it but Mm -hmm. it even more shows me like if time goes on like there's going to be other levels that like I am not aware of like of our relationship right now and this doesn't feel like the stage where we're getting engaged that to me feels like way more when our relationship's more mature I don't know if that like makes sense I don't think that's how everybody operates but like 
we're not on any timeline. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not either. Like, it's not like any, like we have to be engaged. Like I've said that before. We don't have I don't, a like, I mean, more that, like hetero people who are like, oh have yeah. to get married and have kids and before like I'm on a biological clock. Right. Yeah. Like not, you know, yeah. it's not like, I'm not saying people who like don't want kids can't rush or like be excited mm-hmm. or whatever, but like, I've never wanted really to get married and so like the fact that I kind of do with her I'm like well, I'm really yeah. not in a rush like I just want to no, spend my I life with you too. like I've like <laughs> my ex like talked about I don't know if I told you this before but my ex talked about proposing to me and <laughs> when she said after that, how I long felt over two years okay and okay. I felt fear and I like got out of the relationship shortly after. Yeah. I mean, like, you should yeah, feel I that way. Propose in a few months. I was like, no. And like, I, I didn't know that like your longest relationship was like a year and a half until now. Like I had, no, maybe that's also why I'm, I feel like more ready to like get married just because I've had like a little bit longer. Like my longest relationship is five years. And like I had a yeah, two no. year relationship, over two year relationship. So like, I don't know if like, I'm like, okay, like I've like, usually at like the one year mark is when I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. Yeah. But like I've stayed and for one reason or another, like yeah, no, I've like no. pushed through it. <laughs> yeah. I think that, and maybe you feel this way, even though you stayed longer, I feel like after a year, you have a pretty good idea of what life is going to look like with that person, because mm-hmm. it's going to be more of what you experienced in that year in different things, yeah. in different ways. But like, if your first year doesn't go great. Yeah. Why would you think multiple years later are going to go well? So for me, I outstayed by like a couple months. Cause that's all I could handle. Yeah. I didn't have the patience that's to good, do though. more. <laughs> That's a good thing. You didn't waste your time. That's what that I'm means. glad you're saying that because I even think I've stayed too long in some instances. Yeah. Like yeah, I when, think I've... when I knew I wanted to break up with a mistake, it was April and I didn't break up with him until October. Because mm-hmm. sometimes October! you're like, oh, maybe they'll change. Like maybe it's just me being too sensitive. Like there's like so many different ways. And there's I things think. planned. So you're like, well, after this, yeah. I'm like it was already my fucking yeah. wedding date to stuff and I'm like I can't cancel now they'll like be out $79 <laughs> so stupid yeah yeah when I was with my five-year long relationship partner we like started dating at the end of my junior year so I feel like I really didn't get that like taste of a relationship yeah. that you would normally have after like a year because we saw each other in homeroom in like the right. one or two classes we had together and then like on the right. weekends for a few hours like we, we didn't see each other as much as like you would at someone you're living with or seeing well that's the other thing I think is that all of the relationships I've been in I pretty much u-hauled so then like mm-hmm. I feel like we that expedited a lot of things yeah. like I never was good at casual unless it was always it's either it's always gonna be casual or I'm just like just let's just move in because we're yeah. clearly gonna do the damn thing yeah there's just no in between yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I love casual dating I just like I'm either why I'm very all in or all out yeah I'm like either all in or all out like that's why I can't do casual because I'm all out usually <laughs> Okay, this is maybe like I don't know where in my chart this is gonna fall. Cause like part of this is like Libra of me, where I just like really like people. And mm-hmm. so if I already like this person, but I know that they're like not someone I want to like, you know, spend the rest of my life with or even be in a relationship, I still feel like I can find a way to spend time with them and bond mm-hmm. with them and like have fun without 
being too invested, which I don't, mm. I don't think that part's very Libras. Maybe that's Gemini or something. That part's Libra. And it, I think it's like a mixture of your whole big three is like, it is a little flighty. That's true. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. That, but that is like, I feel like it's not, there's like different levels of like falling in love that I've done, obviously. But like, I definitely think that I can be good at casual because it's like, I don't know, you just like appreciate that for like the little moment that it is. But I don't mm. think some people want those little moments mm. and flings. And like, I like those. They're not for yeah. everybody. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Somebody did ask us, so we can put this. I feel like this episode is going to be a little crazy and I'm just going to live for it. So like a little random, but somebody asked us a question and they're so sweet to us on social media. So I want to make sure to answer this. <laughs> Most of our questions are obviously about like just general advice, but they, I think this is our first question was actually aimed towards us specifically. Wow. They asked us if either of us are into musicals or theater. Are yes. you? Yeah, I fucking love musicals and theater. What about you, Gina? I feel like saying I'm into them would be an overstatement because, like, mm. I like them. But if you've asked me, like, the last musical I've seen, I don't okay. know. Okay, that's Or, fair. like, the last play I've seen, I, I have no idea. I saw, like, a local... I like the idea of them. Yeah. <laughs> I like the concept of theater. I like the idea of like dressing up and doing a little skit and making everyone yes. laugh and cry. <laughs> I was in theater. Yeah. Wow. I really thought because you were like a theater kid that you were more into theater than you are. My like, my family has always bought tickets to shows and like my Graham's always like, like we always buy tickets for some show for mm -hmm. her for the hall, like for Christmas and stuff. So I feel like I like going to shows I don't know about musicals and theater specifically because a lot of it's like dance shows or like a singer drag shows like comedy stand up. Yeah, I feel like when people say like, are you into musicals theater like they're like knowing what's on Broadway right now and like I couldn't fucking tell you. Okay, N neither could I but like I don't think like I think there's like a gray area between like not at all a fan versus like super fan and I think that's a little bit more closer to like super fan level or like people who know like every single okay. musical like all the songs like I have my favorites and I do love theater and I do really love musicals but like I'm not like I know everything that's on Broadway I've seen every single musical like okay I know every song yeah I'm not like that person that makes me feel better what are your favorite musicals I was just gonna ask you that so <laughs> I love Rent. We'll always have a special yeah, place. Yeah, that's my, my number heart. one. Yeah, Rent's so good. And then, um, of course, Mamma Mia and the yep. uh, sequel. I saw the sequel. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but I saw the sequel twice in theaters. And the second, first time I went on a date, actually, and I cried during it. It was a first date. And then I was like, you know what? I need to go back and watch that by myself. Like, I need to, <laughs> to view this alone. This needs to be like a very like spirit spiritual experience I went back by myself and just like cried the entire time yeah uh, yeah so I love both of those I've never seen like Wicked which I feel like people always oh, think Wicked's a good musical yeah it's good it yeah. has really good music like mm -hmm. even um, I know it's music from Glee <laughs> yeah and Ariana Grande and Mika did like a spin-off if you, I don't know what to call it 
Mm-hmm. They took, they sampled, I, I don't know the music terms. Well, they sampled, Ariana's I guess, gonna from be popular. Glinda. Oh, but yeah. this was like years ago, though. Oh, this is before? Okay. And now, yeah, now she's all in that. And mm-hmm. I think she'll kill it, but yeah. Oh, that reminded me, another underrated classic, Legally Blonde, the musical. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen the musical. I'm obsessed with the movie, but I haven't yeah. seen the musical. The musical, it's so good. <laughs> Does... Spice World, the movie, count as a musical? <laughs> um, I don't know if like the real musical fanatics would count it, but like I feel like people who hate when there's like music in movies would probably count it. So I think yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. That one's one of my favorites. And Across the Universe has to be up That's, there. Yeah. That's a really good one, which yeah. is only a movie, but it's fine. Have you ever seen the last five years? Mm-mm, no. So the beginning of it starts with a couple getting together from one person's perspective and from the other person's perspective, it starts with their breakup and then it goes across five years of their relationship. So then at the end, it's the other person's perspective of them getting together and the other person's perspective of them breaking up. That sounds good. And Anna Kendrick is in the- Of course she is film version yeah it's so random um but I she's in a lot of musicals I don't know yeah I would love to see like a lesbian version of that though I think would be so cool yeah so we actually got a voice message from one of our listeners about Legally Blonde the musical so we're gonna play that for you right now Hello, Sapphic Survival Guide. My name is James. So I just listened to your episode on gaydar and what you guys were talking about with gaydar being based off of stereotypes reminded me of one of my favorite songs from my favorite musical, Legally Blonde the Musical. Um, And it's called They're Right There. And basically in the scene, Elle is trying to prove that this guy on the stand is gay to prove that he's not having an affair with Brooke Wyndham. And... um, So she does the bend and snap and he doesn't fall for it. And so she's like, guys, he's gay. And they fight over whether he's gay or whether he's just European. And I I think it honestly like (laughs) warrants discussion on cultural norms and how they relate to our weird structure of gender norms and um, sexuality. It's so strange. And so I'm gonna perform a little bit for you right now. Thank you. Gay or European, it's hard to guarantee. Is he gay or European? Well, hey, don't look at me. You see, they bring their boys up different. They're in charming foreign ports. They play peculiar sports in shiny shirts and tiny shorts. Gay or foreign fella, the answer could take weeks. They both say things like ciao bella while they kiss you on both cheeks. Oh, please. So what's something you wish you had done sooner in the queer arena? I literally wish I had done everything sooner, mm-hmm. but it's also hard because I feel like I, when I, when I came out, when I did everything, I was more confident in all of it, mm-hmm. but I definitely knew I wanted to experiment long before I actually did experiment in yeah. Not that I even like love the word experiment, but that's how I like thought of it at the time. Like I remember being in high school and being really excited about having a lesbian phase in college. Like that yeah. was like something I I really wanted to check off my bucket list. And it's mm-hmm. like, why did I think I had to wait till college? I could have just done it. And then now yeah. I'm just, my lesbian phase never ended. I'm just <laughs> in it forever. Yeah. The phase 
is your life. Yeah, what I definitely, uh, I relate to that. I was just thinking, I was reading this book and it was about a lesbian and there were kind of like flashbacks to her teenage years and stuff. And it would like had me thinking about how I also thought that like you had to like date a guy and like kiss a guy and have sex with a guy like you had to check off that stuff before you Mm -hmm. can move to like the level two shit which was doing stuff with women which that's like not a thing but I don't know why I was like I can't do anything with a girl like I haven't done anything with a guy like that's that's next level shit and so I also like wonder like where I would be or what my life would have been like if I had like pursued that then like would I have had more serious like feelings for people in high school and even college yeah. and like crushes and relationships and would I have been more like sexually attracted to my partners like what would have happened there versus having like a comfortable like best friendship type relationship mm-hmm. for five years so I do wish I had gotten over that a little sooner um and I do think I had like opportunities but they're they were very like will they won't not will they won't because it wasn't even that but it was like plausible deniability like a girl Mm -hmm. telling me like if she were a boy she would date me like I feel like if I wanted to I could have flirted back there and maybe something would have happened you know but like I was just like okay like cool (laughs) I don't know what to say to this like I was just like I don't know how to respond but if I had like the riz I have now like I probably could have made something happen there but I guess I don't know it all happened when it was meant to. Um, I feel like at some point, like how you had said you had to like check off certain things to then like be advanced enough to try other mm-hmm. things. There was like this game, this stupid game that like my friend group in high school played at one point, and it was like the points game. And this is when everyone was like still pretty innocent, so you got like mm-hmm. a different number of points for like every person you kissed, every person whose boob you touched or like who you fingered all this stuff. But it was like, you would get the like X amount of points for doing these things to a guy. And then you'd get Mm -hmm. an extra point if anything Mm -hmm. was a girl. So I think for a while I wasn't able to recognize my sexuality because I mistook it for like promiscuity Mm. and I was like I just want to do these things because I'm really sexually free and I'm really just I'm just slutty like Mm. I didn't see it as legitimate which I do think is a thing of compet because like think about movies where like the girls kiss and it's like hot like remember John Tucker must die fucking two girls kiss everybody I I know (laughs) everybody I know was obsessed with that scene including myself Uh, but like or I Meg, think I just uh, Jennifer's body and Megan Fox. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, those girls are getting attention. And mm-hmm. that's really what I wanted. And I mm-hmm. was also like, and I also would do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because I would do that and I would get attention from doing that, I'm going like, that was something that I just confused is not my sexuality in terms of like orientation, but just like how sexual I was, period. Mm. And then even like, that's, I think why I thought like, oh, I should have a lesbian phase in college because it's just about being a slut. Yeah. And, and it's now just I'm like, a phase. Like no. it's just things girls do in college and then they right. get over it and grow up and marry a man. Like that's what. Yeah. Is and when like I graduated socialized. college and I hadn't had a crazy lesbian phase, I'd like hooked up with like a girl. 
I was pissed. And I was like, well, I'm not done. Were you like, I missed my fucking chance? Or were I you- thought I did. No, for yeah. fully. Fully. Yeah. And then when I that was when then I first had like sex with a girl and I was like, maybe I'm just starting my lesbian phase. And then it's just yeah. like then I was bi for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, well, I hate men. I'm glad you're my career journey. The cutoff for that isn't 22 and bachelor's degree. <laughs> no, but it does give this feeling of like, I do wish I had done things earlier. I am mm-hmm. very jealous of kids who like know that they're gay in high school. I wish I had like the knowledge to know what I was feeling and separate what I was feeling. It was just like really nuanced. And I don't know, mm-hmm. 2010 was a weird time to be in fucking high school, man. Like, yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I necessarily would have had the greatest experience back then anyways but like I wish I knew earlier in college at least like I like started telling people like I thought I might be into women like the end of my freshman year of college is like when I told the first person so um, yeah like it was like very early on and also when talking about college it made me think like I feel like there's a stereotype kind of that queer people get like their masters and doctorates and like what if it's so they can just prolong their case <laughs> I mean obviously not but like that's... my lesbian phase can't end if I yeah. never stop getting degrees yeah if I never stop like participating in academia just rack up the, <laughs> the credentials that's funny yeah yeah what do you think was unique about your queer journey See, here's the thing. I don't think much was after all of, like the games I've made that like people have related to. I really don't think that much was like that unique. What What about you? Maybe if you say yours, I will be able to come up with something. But like off the top of my head, like I don't think any of my experiences have ever been unique. <laughs> I don't think much of mine has been that unique either mm-hmm. in like nothing really crazy jumps out at me and I think you're right in that like the more you talk to people the more you realize that there's a lot of overlap in our Mm -hmm. experiences it's not that like unique to be a queer person at the end of the day even though society makes us think we're all like so different yeah I feel like if anything these questions help us realize uh what questions might be harder for our guests to answer um but while you were talking I did kind of think of something that was a little unique Um, And by unique, I think it was more of me being dumb and afraid of getting in trouble. But I remember like back in high school, I used to go watch like porn intros on YouTube instead of actual porn because I was afraid that like (laughs) if I went on like a porn website, it would either like I wouldn't be able to clear my browsing history as easily or I would get like some kind of like spam or pop-ups like some viruses on my computer like I just felt like Mm -hmm. I would get caught if I were on a porn website but I could go on YouTube and just like watch the first 30 seconds of a porn video and get all I needed (laughs) from a few of those. That's so funny. I feel like that's unique but it's just more of me being like afraid of being found out (laughs) so I feel like it's not that unique because other people probably relate to it (laughs) no I think you're like I think that's true like I think that we all like found the same websites and watched the same Mm -hmm. videos and had the same crushes and (laughs) okay this is this is so obscure but it is unique Okay. I had a group of, I had, I had a lot of different friend groups in high school. Like I popped around a lot. I don't know. I didn't really find like where I fit for a bit. And so there's one time where I had a group of friends who was pretty queer 
And they were also like troublemakers just in general. And they would just do troublemaker things. So like they would drive around and like yell things in people's houses. And so the one night I didn't go out with them for whatever reason, like stayed in. And they knew like I they knew I was like staying in for whatever reason. So they drove by my house and like fully as a joke, they were like, Gina Finio's a flaming lesbian. And I knew they were joking. So like I thought it was hilarious. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I did not even cross my mind that like anybody else could hear it. I just thought it was so funny. Yeah. So I'm like laughing. And my parents come like my mom at least comes running up the steps and she was like, who was that? And I was like, my friends. And they were like, why would she say that? And I was like, as a joke. And I remember my mom being like, what would the neighbors think? And it was like the first time uh, that I not really what had would the a, neighbors think. like verbatim what she said to me. And she denied this now. So I know my yeah. mom's not listening, but if you are, you said that. Um, and I remember that was the first time of me thinking like, oh, the neighbors thinking I'm gay would be a bad thing Mm -hmm. and then I was babysitting for my neighbors that summer and I was dating a dude I always had a boyfriend not even as a cover Mm -hmm. but because I was just like I don't know I needed (laughs) attention and so I had a boyfriend I was like babysitting for my neighbors and the one um the like grandmother neighbor she was Mm -hmm. like oh do you have any boyfriends like blah 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 and I was like yeah I do his name's Nick and she like turned to uh the other like neighbor whatever and she was like oh did you hear that a boyfriend and i and she like really emphasized boy and i i was like okay i see what's going on here but the joke's on her because i fucked her grandson i thought you were gonna say like granddaughter which would have no. made the story like full circle she didn't have any better, granddaughters but... to fuck they were all boys damn well, that was definitely a unique experience. I'm glad you shared it because I don't think I ever would have learned that about you. It's a niche that. one. I was so much in denial, though, that I wasn't like, oh, my God, like, they've mm-hmm. outed me. I was like, ah, what do you mean? Why would they think that? I'm just, it was a joke, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even understand why it was an issue. And they were yeah. also like, why are they yelling things outside at 9 p.m.? I'm like, because it's 9 p.m.? What? And because we're 16, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because kids are stupid we're and have nothing better to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so another question we have for our guests is what is your queer obsession? So I think I know probably all of our listeners know like Gina's main one, but if you want to list yeah. like the main queer obsession and any like secondary, tertiary, I don't know, any other phrases but drag is definitely my biggest queer obsession and mm-hmm. I've been going to drag shows for like over 10 years now like the first drag show I ever went to I was 19 it was absolutely incredible the drag queen pulled me on stage and pretended I was her pole while she like pretended to pole dance around me and I've been yes. obsessed ever since and like I do love RuPaul's Drag Race don't get me wrong but like I'm not one of those people who's like I love drag and then the only thing I do is watch yeah. Drag Race like every single city I've lived in I've the first thing I've done is look for local drag shows it was part mm-hmm. of the reason I live in the city I live in now because I went to a good ass drag show and I was like <laughs> okay I could live here and now I get to do like sewing for drag queens and I have like a drag friend that I've been like going to his shows and stuff and it's like super super fun so it isn't just like like I want I love being in 
drag culture, the outfits. I don't wear makeup, but I love mm. watching drag queens do makeup. Like I'm so obsessed and I don't care. Like <laughs> if the queen is good, I don't care what kind of a queen they are. Like scary horror, whatever the fuck they identify outside of drag. I don't give a fuck as long as mm-hmm. they put on a good show. Like I just want some bitch in costumes twirling and doing something that makes me throw dollars. <laughs> yeah. I also love strippers, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that is another queer obsession that is very drag adjacent. And it, I mean, it is a form of drag if you think about it. Like it's a I think so. persona. So uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like for my queer obsession, I am very into like queer, like pop culture and mm-hmm. queer like fashion and style and like learning about that, even if it like Like, I will watch, like, tons of how-to-dress mask videos on TikTok. And I don't dress mask, but, like, I'm just very interested in those videos. So I, like, watch the fuck out of one, even though I'm not going to apply it. No, if there's a queer person online, I genuinely believe you've at least heard of them. Like, I think I could text you with any, like, hey, have you heard of this? And they're a queer person who exists online. And you'd be like oh yeah, they're my mutual or, oh yeah, I follow them. Oh yeah, I saw them. Like, you know way, like, a, you know a lot about, like, I don't know if that's yeah, a pop thing. culture and, like, obscure things. No, I think it's just what you're in, in, like, tapped yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. Um, The other thing I was going to say aside from that is, like, the moon or, like, water, like, bodies <laughs> of water, which is, like, possibly a gayer answer just because yes like why the gayest I just see like the moon and I'm like that is my wife like I told my girlfriend I want her to propose to me with the moon so it's like I'm getting engaged like with both of my wives involved (laughs) but like obviously that was a very sapphic I did make that joke yeah and like just bodies of water like I could just like be in a body of water for hours and just lay there and like feel my soul get nourished I don't know I don't know if that's me being a gay or a water sign or both but I love water. do you think that you're like a moon. descendant of like a siren somewhere or something I mean I I wouldn't deny it I do think <laughs> I do think of myself as a mermaid I like to like go to the beach and like <laughs> look like in the <laughs> in the dirt like underwater like float and just like relax and like stare into the bottom and look through beach glass and my girlfriend's like you look like you're dead floating there like you need to come up for air and I'm like I'm just at peace like people need to like picture you like you feel so serene and on the outside it's just like your lifeless body on the float like the top of the water that is so funny yeah oh my god poor joey sometimes i'll get knocked over by waves and i'm just like getting like hit in the face by waves (laughs) and i can't stand up and i'm just like getting hit over and over and she's like so worried and like concerned and i'm just like laughing rolling around in the waves having the time of my life so so i don't know funny yeah oh and I love that (laughs) well our last question that I do really like just because we are an advice podcast and one of the reasons like I even wanted to make this podcast in the first place was to like give advice that I didn't get when I was younger and stuff so do you have any overarching advice for young queer people younger versions of yourself anything like that yeah I was just thinking about this again yesterday. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on here before, but I was just like, I need to rehash this somewhere. So I'm really glad that I have this opportunity to rehash <laughs> this now. But like, I feel like a lot of 
queer people are so afraid like before they have sex for the first time about how bad they're going to be or how inexperienced they are or like just like they don't know what they're doing and they're scared and even like my best friend she was like what do I do about when she was about to have sex mm-hmm. for the first time with a, a non-man and I was like what do you mean like how how much do I need to like break it down for you like yeah I'll tell you what to do but like I don't know I think it's pretty intuitive but anyways all that's to say I don't think you need to worry or like compare yourself or like feel like your inexperience makes you less than because I'm the first person with a vagina that my partner's had sex with and she's the best sexual partner I've ever had and I've been with people who've had a lot of sexual partners and they were probably like lower ranking for no, me totally personally. it's not about experience it's about listening and like feedback and knowing mm-hmm. that person not having all these people under your belt yeah yeah and I feel like I don't know how many times I can reiterate that and I know it's like scary and daunting and like nerve-wracking but like I feel like if more people shared that maybe their best partner wasn't their most experienced one then mm-hmm. more people would be like willing to engage in that way instead of like refusing to have different kinds of sex because they're afraid they'll be bad at it because I I don't think it's possible to be bad at it unless you're really like not open to feedback and boundaries and everything like that like that's what makes you bad and I think like the lack of experience is just a learning opportunity and you're denying yourself like so many good experiences from that and I just like I want to hear more stories of people being like actually like my partner is the best ever because that was my experience and that's coming from the more experienced partner so I that that would be my advice for other queer people is don't worry so much about experience levels what about you Gina what advice do you have for either your younger self or other queer people to make it like as concise as possible like in the best way like fuck straight people and I mean that for like so many different things like number one fuck them for like at the hetero culture that we live in and like combat but also like once you I don't I think a lot of being like coming into your queer self is getting confidence and like it, it will make straight people uncomfortable and so like you being gay is going to make people uncomfortable. You wearing different things, dyeing your hair, bringing the same, you know, gender home, all these whatever mm-hmm. things. It's going to make people uncomfortable and like, fuck them. Also, like, fuck anybody who's like, but you were in a relationship with a man for five years or but you mm-hmm. didn't. Fuck it. Like, I had one friend who was like, I don't know how to change people's like perception of me. Then fuck them. Like, if people aren't up to speed, mm-hmm. literally fuck them yeah and I feel so much better with just putting my middle finger up to so many things that just don't serve me than I do Mm -hmm. trying to figure out a way to explain myself to them like it's not always productive for me to go out of my way and be like no well I am doing this because this and this it's easier for me to be like fuck you I'm doing it get on board or get off and and Mm -hmm. sometimes that's like harsh and it is sometimes like hard conversations to have with people um but I'm just like so much happier just being like fuck everything that's not queer and like no like no regrets sorry not sorry that's it (laughs) yeah yeah as long as it's not hurting you or anyone else like fuck their perception or like if they claim it hurts them but it hurts their I don't know personal beliefs not my problem like if it's your beliefs like that's not my beliefs 
Yeah. That's not, your issue fuck that. Exactly. <laughs> fuck it. It's not my problem. Like whatever is my problem is how I feel and how, what I'm doing. And like, fuck it. It's not my issue. Hell yeah. It's just like a you lot know. to let go of. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know what? Um, our problem is your questions for us to answer. <laughs> so if if you want to leave a question for us, we have a phone number. You can leave us a voicemail at 724-209-8877. And you can also leave us your questions by sending us an email to sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're at Sapphic Survival Guide on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere except Twitter is just at Sapphic Survival. You can DM us there and also stay up to date on what we're doing, who we're going to be interviewing in coming episodes. And we have a Patreon. If you'd like to subscribe to that, that's patreon.com backslash Sapphic Survival Guide. We post bonus content there, uh, a lot of silly behind the scene things there if you want to like rate subscribe we would really appreciate that and you can find me cheyenne at hot Mespian, on pretty much any social media platform out there and you can find me anywhere online at the Librigina, including my website thelibregina.com and you can also listen to my other podcast um hello and with that class is now dismissed but come back next week for all of our guests <laughs> Thank you.